1: Hey, welcome back, and thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show Podcast. We're a movie talk show podcast that comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, in our quest for total world domination. All that we ask that you do in order to help us on this enterprise to become the fastest-growing podcast in the galaxy is going over to wherever you found us and hit that like or subscribe button or give us a review. All of that stuff helps us rise through the algorithms and rise that's right. That's what we want to do. We want to arise, arise. We also want you to go over and check out some of our awesome merchandise we have over where, Michaela.
2: Tpublic. slash user slash starting freak show. We got a couple different designs. We got you got different styles of shirts. You can get tank tops. You can get sweatshirts. So all year round, a you can get freak show stuff. Yeah, and get a koozie. Yeah. yeah. All right. We buddy. have every sleeve length. You can want in a shirt. It's there. <laughs> Every sleeve length, three Every quarter. Yeah, there's baseball baseball Yeah, there's baseball I like
0: I like three quarter. All right. So, Love
2: a in baseball in team. Sleeves. Yeah. Yeah, Love a is. baseball team.
1: And help us help you that way. Oh, we uh these are the internet radio superstars.
3: Je m'appelle holly
2: <laughs> Michaela.
1: On. <laughs> and I'm Colin. We oui. and tonight we watched a movie, oh. which was, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. we watched the movie that was chosen by Michaela.
0: What we watched tonight?
2: We watched Nomads.
0: Qu'est-ce que
2: c'est? Yeah, that's gonna be a thing all night, guys. So buckle up and get used to it. Uh, from the Pop-nimos? year 1985, sometimes 86, depending where you look. <laughs>
1: And uh who was it directed by?
2: John McTiernan.
1: Who we would know from?
2: What? Okay, okay, hold on. This guy had probably the greatest run of directing over the course of like a decade and a half. Let me just He pull did. His... This is
1: the only one I didn't know.
2: Yeah, he hold on, let me pull up his oh, hell I can I do it from like... memory.
1: We got Predator. We got Die Hard. We got yep. Die Hard with a Vengeance. We got The Hunt for yep. Red October. We got Medicine yep. Man. Everybody liked Medicine Man. Yeah,
2: I had to watch that in yep. school, actually.
1: We got uh, Rollerball, the remake of Rollerball. That's where
2: basic. it ended. That's like one of his last credits. And Basic.
1: basic
0: in 2003.
1: Yeah. I said Die okay, Hard but with a Vengeance, This guy's right?
2: career is insane. So this was the first movie he ever directed, Nomads. Then immediately followed it up with Predator. Mm-hmm. Then immediately followed that with Die Hard. Then The Hunt for Red October, Medicine Man, Last Action Hero, right. Die Hard with a Vengeance, and The Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last have, Action
0: Hero. <laughs>
2: it hits for 13 years straight, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like what a classic <laughs> action director. <laughs> and the story goes that Schwarzenegger saw this movie, liked it so much that he hired John McTiernan to film Predator.
2: Yeah, because of of, this uh, movie. Because of this movie. Yeah, because he's like, he specifically cited that in his memoir. Like, he, like, Schwarzenegger wrote about this in his memoir this movie. And he was saying that he loved, like, how well crafted the tension was and how, like, he kind of, like, how everything was tense all the time in this movie. And he wanted that energy in Predator. Right? It's
0: like, you know, you'd be good for
1: an alien <laughs> uh, it turns out he was right i mean that's uh yeah right <laughs> credit arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> for spotting talent
2: <laughs> that I was who like, like who knows i guess so <laughs> Like john like, McTiernan has a career because of schwarzenegger right
1: yeah
0: i mean yeah. yeah i mean leave it to arnold schwarzenegger to look into shit and pull out john McTiernan and be like you could have a career yeah i saw it in this movie but yeah. Like
2: there are, how many directors have a run that spans that many years without a single failure in there, you know, like, I mean, after Thomas ground affairs where it goes downhill, he's only got three credits after that, but like everything up until that made a fuck ton of money. And like, is kind of a cultural touchstone, even for most of these.
1: I remember mm-hmm. the colossal disappointment of, uh, of medicine, man, to me, I mean, I have to go back and watch it. I'm sure it's a fine as a drama, but the expectation from the director of predator for <laughs> October, yeah medicine yeah
2: man. yeah but i feel like it still made a lot of money though
0: you <laughs> it know was his bridges of madison county yeah or what, uh, what the heart wants or whatever west craven's movie was
1: yeah i mean mctiernan may be i mean i don't know if he is celebrated as one of the greatest of the 80s action directors i think like just the way that he was able to put action together back then you know they're kind of these uh really like realistic brawny uh you know action thrillers some of the greatest stuff, but this is not an action movie. This is a a horror movie uh, that he wrote (laughs) and directed. And so I, I'm not entirely sure then Michaela uh, prior to this. I mean, what was his, I mean, was he a film school student? Was he a music video director? Like, what do you know about uh, like, how did, how did he arrive on the scene?
2: He has no credits before this as far as like directing or really involved in producing, writing nothing, he wrote this movie too.
1: Hmm, Yeah. So,
2: which to me is weird because it doesn't read as a movie that was like came from one mind. You know what I'm saying? Like the script seems at odds with the directing. I feel like a lot in this movie. So it's very strange to me that he wrote and directed it.
3: See, I feel like it makes sense to me, but because I view it as like, there's a vision in someone's mind that he didn't quite, Get out on paper and on film the way he the way he the way he sees it, you know.
1: Yeah, well, they say what like filmmakers get forty percent. You're lucky if you get forty percent of the vision in your head on on film. Right. So, sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: I feel
3: like he's filling in a lot of his holes in his head, but not for us. Yeah, I I'd love that. to
0: see this movie at a hundred percent. We because we got forty tonight. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is a, I don't know what the, the genre of this is, um, it almost in some ways, seems that like this tone, this movie tone, like kind of gives birth to the type of like cheaper, uh, horror films that you see now. The, uh, like, you know, the, um, what would you call them? They're like, um, the very ponderous, uh, you know, slow burn horror movies with an idea, but they, they don't have a budget and they do everything really small um this has a little bit more money than that but uh it still seems to be like okay we're gonna do like arty horror would you say it's an art horror or elevated horror
2: yeah yeah i would because you know i had a moment watching this and i i figured out what i didn't like about this movie was i feel like if this was made two or three years ago by a24 everyone would be saying it was a fucking awesome movie
1: yeah you're right People would love yeah, this yeah, there you if go it was
2: made by a24 two or three years ago
1: yeah, it's an A24 movie made in 1985. It kind of, to me, almost felt like, I mean, have you guys seen like The Hunger or, you know, like, uh, I just think it's like it's following the Tony Scott, you know, Tony and Ridley Scott, uh, you know, aesthetic where we're going to yeah. put a slate. I know what you, know, you mean. Blinds, you know, the light coming through uh, Venetian blinds all over the walls and it's going to have that kind of, you know, sleek, urban look to it.
2: Right, Palin, like, you saying Hunger, like, it did did kind of remind me of that movie a little bit, too, but it also reminded me of Mm Wolfen, that, like, police procedural werewolf movie from the 80s that you're like, cool, I'm going to see a werewolf movie, and it's like, not, not really. Like, that's kind of the the vibe of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, so why don't, well, I guess first, um, and I suppose, you know, obviously we're going to spoil this movie for those of you who haven't seen it, but, uh, I mean, we will talk (laughs) about. Are we? Do we are we, we going to be able to? <laughs> well, maybe not, because oh, well as <laughs> as art films go, if we're going with that, then basically the movie is up to the eye of the beholder. It is important what you, the viewer. Thought of the movie more than it is what the director was actually trying to say. It's all about the impression of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm oh, well, it saying this like a cop out because well, it may be because I'm saying this be, you know, only because I'm approaching the movie this way because it defies like logic, reason and sanity and its construction and all this stuff. Uh, so it's like, I think they're trying to, you know, like cross the barrier into like just this, the, the, Subconscious, how you how you perceive it, and how it washes over you. I could be wrong. Okay, first question. You could and, be
0: wrong. You could be right. Uh, it's a, it's an ethereal movie, and like you said, yeah. I mean, I think we pretty much end up at the point where it's just like, what does it mean to you?
1: Okay. If anything, well, we will break down the plot. But my first question to the group is this: the title is Nomads. Tell me what a nomad is in this movie. What what are the titular nomads? Eighty
2: street punks that don't sleep.
1: They roam. They are roamers. They don't
0: stay in one place. Um, yeah. We do. We want to encompass the nomads that. Yeah. All of the nomads. Pierce Brosnan is Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell does. me, tell
1: me how you well, like what? What are they? And what do they want? What is their goal? I mean, these are the the antagonists of the movie, right? Yes. Okay. What is it?
0: <laughs> or who are they? <laughs> well, I mean, Pierce Brosnan has been in other countries studying nomads, groups of people that do not stay in one place they wander around and so he's studying them to see to to their and he's studying everything about them their interactions with culture at large that they right. don't he, do that that they stay to themselves they don't sleep they don't stay in one place he's studying them like animals at this point
3: right he's he's and, a, he's an anthropologist so this is his life's yes. work is studying nomads
2: of the world a french it's, anthropologist Uh, a french is very important to this movie very 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 important
0: very french anthropologist but he ends up seeing um uh he finishes his work sort of and then he ends up moving with his wife to los angeles where they've come to settle down but he notices the things he's been studying abroad he has found in los angeles
1: but these ones are different, correct? Like this yes. isn't like the nomads that he has been, exp- you know, researching around the world. Right. Mm. These nomads are somehow supernatural. I mean, they are super. Yeah. Are we going with concrete? They are supernatural creatures. Have yes. you That's now seen what the, the movie? poster
2: says? So, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the poster <laughs> said supernatural, like said the tagline said something about them being supernatural beings.
0: Yeah the, yeah, the tagline says all the all the words: horror, supernatural, uh, entertainment, exciting, and yeah. well, yeah.
2: It even it's, has it, a spooky monster poster. Like the look it like is, monsters on the. Poster. It is, yeah. But that- it, ta- it takes us. It takes us a hot minute to get into the the uh, ghost nomad stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, this is a French marriage drama for a long time. Yeah. Well, it, it has- feels
0: European. This feels like a four movie. Now I know they're French, and that adds to it. But the whole everything else just the the atmosphere of the movie the feeling it, of the movie always it feels very
1: european
3: it reminded me a lot of like the tone and everything reminded me of possession
1: yeah so just yeah
2: but why yeah. why did they have to be french
1: well that was my next question what <laughs> why, yeah. why is, what, what is the what's the reason why would you write your movie and have a french uh
3: is it because the director is he french
1: I he's I believe he's uh I mean I don't know what he's like born in
0: Boston or something.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know what his family heritage is, is, but
2: isn't his last name Palmier? No. Well that's the character's last name.
3: John name. Sorry, that's the character's name. My bad, sorry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, because Very the, lost. the only thing is, that, you know, I mean, if you if you make your movie and you write your lead character as a French uh, anthropologist, then you have to have, you know, I mean, your actor has to either be French, has to be Gerard Depardieu, which that's apparently who he
2: wanted to be. That's who the role was written for, which would have been a wildly different movie. Holy shit.
0: Can you imagine Gerard Depardieu that nose yes. leading you through this movie?
2: No, because yes. there's too many stairs you would have to walk up. I can't see him doing that.
0: <laughs> uh, what well, was Gerard Depardieu like in nineteen eighty six? I think he was still chugging.
1: Okay, so then why don't we make him an Irish anthropologist? If you just he want wasn't someone
2: on airplanes yet, Sean. He wasn't pissing himself on airplanes and cussing out the flight staff.
0: I know nothing of this. I know.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's like what he done the past like 10 years of his career and yeah, get he, wasted on flights and then piss himself and
0: then yells well, Yeah, isn't that what he stuff?
1: does? That? He just drinks wine? Well, like, his, I'm pretty sure. His big breakthrough. Yeah, you
2: know, into,
1: in the, yeah, in the US, it. I think his first big movie was a movie called Green Card with Andy McDowell. I remember there was a big hubbub about like French's, you know, France's greatest actors finally made the leap to Hollywood, but, I, you know, he was revered <laughs> yeah, over there. But I mean, this then is my question. he end
0: up in uh, my... Uh, my father,
1: the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. But yeah, yeah. And now he's back doing Asterix and Obelisk or whatever the, you know, if I'm pronouncing that right, I'm not sure. The comic strip hero that's uh. like huge over in yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, so why don't you make him an Irish uh, anthropologist or something? If you're just trying to go with some kind of like not American exotic world traveled, you know, uh, history Uh, or, sorry, anthropologist, then, um, you know, you're going to cast Pierce Brosnan. Why make him do a French accent?
0: I think I have an answer. All right. Because, I think because um, the part was written for Gerard Depardieu, um, so it's French in the script. Um, And I think when he wasn't available to do it, Pierce Brosnan read it, and this was his first leading role in a movie, and he wanted to, he wanted a challenge. So I'm going to guess that he saw the French accent as a challenge for him, and he really wanted to step up and make that part of the movie. So I'm guessing he decided, no, I'll do it as French,
1: because he wanted the challenge.
2: And it was a challenge for him. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Right about yeah, that. Yes, <laughs> <guess> it was.
1: <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, uh, at the time, of course, like for those of you who don't remember, it was like a big star on a TV show called Remington Steel, which was kind of, he played a, a suave british he wasn't a, a secret agent or anything maybe he'd been a former spy i'm not sure but obviously that was like there was talk even then that like this guy's going to be the next james bond you know
0: i think he was a gentleman thief
1: yeah there you go i think he was and uh so this was his big leap into into motion pictures so um so Okay, so his his wife, well, I mean the, how do we even go through the plot of this <laughs> movie because this, this movie. Well this um, movie uses it's okay, a, Colin,
2: we're not being graded on this, so okay. don't worry. Well, I'm just trying to
1: explain <laughs> it to like the folks at home who are like, What are you guys talking about? Okay, so this movie employs a technique, right? A storytelling technique where it's gonna have two branching narratives. Right. Which is another question that I uh, have about, like, why you'd make the movie this way. But the movie opens with Pierce Brosnan, apparently at the end of his story where he's had a some type of accident. He's in an emergency room. He's shouting in French. Leslie Ann Down is a doctor who sees to him and he's freaking out and he grabs her and whispers something in her ear that we don't hear. And then he dies and his character is dead. But that's not the end of his story, because mm. uh, he has somehow transmitted verbally uh, his consciousness or his memories into Leslie and Down.
2: <laughs> right, yes. so right there we got
1: a big ask of you uh, in the audience. <laughs> yeah, we do.
0: I think
2: he, I think he like <laughs> kind of attacked her because they're doing stitches on her ear. Did, did he bite her? I yeah. think he bit her ear because they said something about well, if you keep biting your lip, your ear it's going to look like your ear.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh,
2: is that and what then, that joke is? And then they remember they were doing yeah. stitches on her.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah.
2: Okay. So he whispered. But did he whisper in the
0: Holyfield's ear? <laughs> uh, it, I he I think so because I think we saw the whisper. We didn't see the bite. Like I thought it was just a whisper, and and then he fell off and he died and it was done. Apparently, he better. I didn't see. Yeah, that yeah. Don't fell over in the somehow,
1: injured in the, by his cuffs or something like that because he's been handcuffed yes. and he's a crazy, raving man. And then they find mm-hmm. out, of course, that he was actually this like world-renowned anthropologist. Um, But she begins experiencing pretty shortly thereafter all of these visions from his perspective from the moment that he and his wife moved into Los Angeles. And so, therefore, we're going to have two parallel stories running at the same time where basically she is retracing his steps through the, you know, the last couple of days of his life to try it, so we can figure out how did he end up in the stretcher at the beginning of the movie uh, so it's mm-hmm. all very mysterious and this is, I mean, it's mysterious so I was kind of intrigued were you guys sure. at this point <laughs>
0: well Abby, usually and- in a, <laughs> I would say usually in a mystery they'll give you a, you're intrigued at the beginning and then they will, mm-hmm. if you're doing it right they'll drop you little nuggets to keep you on the hook Going along until we get to the end. I don't feel like I got the nuggets in this movie. No. I feel like it was just a, okay, what's going to yeah. happen? And then had, for an hour and a half.
3: Yeah, I had a mild curiosity, I guess is the most generous way I can put it at this point in the movie.
2: But, but it didn't like last long. I like that you described this movie as like going through the drive through at McDonald's and they forget something. You're like, God damn it, they yeah. forgot the nuggets. Yeah. Oh, son
1: of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not going <calling> back. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, to my mind, there are two scenes that are integral to understanding the movie um, that we will eventually hit. But one involves uh, the doctor's friend uh, getting a phone call. Uh, from a person who basically gives her the information, uh, a certain piece of information. And then there's a later son with a a scene with a ghostly nun that gives a little bit more information for it. And you're like, okay, is this what's actually happening? So anyway, um, so so we see all these flashbacks and then Pierce Brosnan basically becomes the protagonist of the movie, right? We see him moving into the new house with his wife and shortly thereafter there is graffiti written on his garage. This is something to the effect of like kill pigs, something's something, not written in like blood or red paint, right?
3: It's it, See, and it doesn't make sense because it said it said like sex death kill pigs or something yes. like that. Something very odd that didn't make sense.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? And in his garage, they have left a, a, a carpet that's rolled up. And inside the carpet are a bunch of bloody uh, newspaper clippings. And so this is also, like, hinting at the idea that somehow Pierce Brosnan and his wife have mur- moved into a murder house. Right. Yes. right. Apparently. Who died in that house? Two girls.
0: And I know that. I guess, from reading the... I have no idea. I think it's two girls because I read the I read the Wikipedia. And oh, oh okay. Alright, alright. It's the only reason I know. I haven't well, read I that, so that's why I was like, I don't well, think I got that from the movie. I wouldn't have known anybody who died in the house.
3: Well, didn't it, did it, one of the newspaper clippings say something about, like, mutilated children, like a, a parents like killed their kids or something
1: yeah and then he at some point holds the newspaper clipping up it's got a picture of the front of the house and we're like oh my god it's the same house and then he makes the connection that they are drawn to death and that wasn't a good french accent uh (laughs) you sound like jacques from the beetlejuice cartoon
2: (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say how is like anything that happened in the house previously relevant to this movie though you know like are the nomads like is this the only house they kill people in? They just, anybody who moves in this house, they just kill them. Like, otherwise, how is it relevant? Like
1: the only thing I can explain it by is the one line of dialogue where he like has an aha moment and says that they're drawn to the, to death or something like that. How he makes this assumption. I don't know, but, and who's the, they he's talking about here. What, who, who is they, who are these people tormenting him?
3: The 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 What? They're
0: the Inuots, which is uh. Uh, a form of uh, roaming demon that likes to cause chaos and evil.
2: But they look like '80s like Goth street punks, though. I like, think they
0: take they well. They take the form of uh, uh, what their environment is. I think like whatever they're around, they're in they're in '80s LA. I, uh, I think they
2: fit in. I know. Yeah. We don't have any evidence to know in this movie that that's true. That's the thing. Like it's fair true. At
3: what point you gotta
2: extrapolate a lot?
3: Yeah. At what point did they reveal that? There are these demon things. When did we learn that?
1: That was hinted at at that uh, that phone call that I was talking about. The uh, so at some point after she becomes uh, in the, the the in the parallel storyline, right? The Leslie Ann Down Doctor character must have called because she starts speaking in French and stuff that she can't understand. She bleeds out her eyes, as she's basically reliving this guy's uh, you know uh, last days. She must have called a friend of hers in Boston who calls back and leaves a message or for her with her friend uh, that explains that she, the word that you're looking for is Inuit, which is used by the Eskimos. And apparently it means like real person or something like that. And it's like, they're they're supposedly these spirits who wander the earth. Right. And so the Mm -hmm. idea that we're given is that the nomads, these 80 street punks who run run around in a van and look very much like the Cobra death cult, right from Cobra. um, Mm -hmm. uh, They are somehow, evil spirits, right? Um
3: Okay, so we get all that from a phone call.
1: From the phone call. Well, it's added to by the information that Pierce Brosnan later gets from a ghostly nun, but uh From the nun. Okay. Yeah. But okay. We'll, we'll uh, get yes. how he gets the ghostly nun here in a second, but I guess uh so my f- I'm just I guess the, the the piece of information that I'm missing and maybe you can help me with is like what do they want? What do they do? Okay, so they they're here on earth and they wander and he observes them, right, by going around and, like, photographing. them. He leaves his wife for 30 hours because so he, he's obsessive. So he can go out and take pictures of these punks, like, hanging out on the boulevard and basically doing nothing, yeah, kind of grooving to 80s, you know, guitar rock.
2: He He thinks that they're crazy because they've stayed up for 30 hours straight and haven't slept or anything. But he followed them for thirty hours straight. To me, that's crazier. Like yeah. the fact that you're staying up thirty hours straight to follow people around, take pictures of them. No, you're the you're the problem in this
0: situation.
2: Right. I think yeah. he's
0: just falling back on on the skills he used when he was in other countries. Because I'll bet that's the exact same thing he did when he was in other countries. Thirty thirty hours straight of just following people and but studying. He was
2: so yeah. shocked by the fact that they didn't sleep that he wrote sleep in all caps underlined question marks across a whole page of his notebook mm-hmm. he was like appalled at the fact that they didn't sleep and it's like well dude you haven't either if you've been following them for 30 hours right
1: yeah they're tired
0: all night like they're,
2: like they're just on a bender you're the crazy one
0: yeah, yeah. Some, he met a few. He met a few bikers on a coke bender, and he's like, "Ah,
3: they're nomads." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says something
1: like, to his wife about. Down, kid. He's like, uh, you know, it's like this. You know, the nomads are here. They're in Los Angeles. So, like, we move to a, you know, the a metropolis, and it turns out that there are still people who choose to live off the grid and don't actually exist. Uh, you know, to uh, a society, which is, yeah. I guess, the statement. Maybe if there's a statement there, that the movie's trying to make. I don't know. I can't read it that, you know, it's like, uh, you know, these people actually do like not exist and on the movie says they really don't exist if you get my meaning right. <laughs> they're not there at all although I'm, I'm not clear on that either by the time the movie at, yeah, at which point, are they not are they always not there yeah are they physical <laughs> beings or not because uh, he takes all these pictures and takes the film back to develop it and turns out like they're not on any of the photos uh, we may recognize like the lead guy is uh, Adam Ant the singer the new wave mm-hmm. punk singer he's like the they're all wordless performances i don't think any of the nomads actually speak and one of them is mary warrenov uh who i'm sure mf mad is going to tell us is making her way to the saturday night freak show wall of fame from this movie because she was also in chopping mall and uh she was in warlock right she was the witch in warlock uh or the fortune teller. Oh, yeah um <laughs> And she's been in a bunch of other stuff, and is a recognizable face. But she's the one who, uh, when when Pierce Brosnan's taking pictures of them, she they all kind of notice that he's taking pictures, and so she dances for him while gyrating to music, apparently supplied by Ted Nugent. Did you see the credits?
2: I saw that. Yeah, that <laughs> seems on brand for him, though. <clears throat>
3: yeah, especially. Have you guys seen like what's been in what's been in the news today about him saying like why about COVID nineteen?
1: No, oh (laughs) Oh, god i
3: can only imagine it's stupid (laughs) yeah it's really stupid he doesn't understand why there wasn't a pandemic for covid's 1 through 18
1: Uh oh Oh, that's That's the level we're working with
2: huh okay oh yeah but as
1: a guitarist ted nugent was always considered (laughs) one of the best uh this movie is like wall to wall even though the music's by Rockies, bill conti uh ted nugent supplies like a whole lot of uh what do you call that kind of guitar rock? I mean, really? say, oh, yeah. it's like 80s guitar rock, but it always sounds like you're recording in the middle of a tin can or a big tin room or something like that. Um,
2: I always remember him because when guitar. I worked at Barnes and Noble, I would always shelve his cookbook and it always stood out to me because it was called Kill It and Grill It.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was, it was like was a, a Hunter's big, like, yeah.
2: cookbook. Yeah.
1: I
0: remember It was that. very,
2: <clears throat> you know, like camoey, like like, yeah, yeah. you know, cookbook. Yeah. yeah.
3: Right
0: next to the Duck Dynasty books, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, it comes yeah. with yeah. a shot of wild turkey and a rifle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so uh, Pierce Brosnan, then um, I think after he says to his wife that like you know we got we got nomads, I think uh, oh well he also he witnesses them murder someone, right? Yeah. This this scene I thought was maybe out of place because after he witnesses this murder, he sees them. You know, he's hiding in like the trash can alley, and he sees them like beating some guy to death and throwing his body in a in a, a dumpster. Uh, he still continues to follow them, and when they come over and you know start posing for him in his camera. Uh, he doesn't seem all that freaked out by the fact that these people are killers. They witnessed him, you know, right. commit a murder because
3: well, he's he's hiding from them. And then he sees them like actually murder somebody. And at that point, he's like, hey, hey, he's like getting their attention. It's like, I'm sorry. At This was this is the point that you should be hiding. You yeah. should not be getting their attention
2: right now. They're he's not- the crazy one.
1: I think so. It's the obsessive, right? Yeah. Think yes. about
2: this movie yeah. from their perspective. If some guy was following you for 30 hours, taking pictures of him, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. Is yeah. that what they
1: want to do? Still looking for motive here on the nomads.
2: What I don't they... understand anyone's motive in this whole movie. No, <laughs> not at
3: all.
1: Well, to be honest, I had that problem myself <laughs> from scene to scene, just going like, why are they doing that? I don't know. Why are they doing that? I don't know. Um mm-hmm. So, um, so eventually, I mean, there's a bunch of, you know, he hides from the nomads, he hides under their truck and one like dramatic scene doesn't really go anywhere. He gets uh, chased down a bridge, which you should never do run down the center of a road when a truck is uh, coming behind you. Um, there's a whole bunch of like chase shots, but I'm never clear what they're going to do to him if they catch him, you know, or yeah. what they want with him. Uh, yeah, the movie never really does make this clear unless the final shot of the movie is some kind of indicator on that. But anyway, he hides inside a um, I believe it's like a closed nunnery right in the middle of dawn, downtown yes. Los Angeles. The whole movie, you know, it's very urban. So, it, you know, it's all very dusty, deserted kind of uh, Los Angeles exteriors and interiors. So he hides in there and he meets the nun. Um yeah, creepy nun because she's got cataracts, right? Tammy Gilmore's she? grandma, you said Francis Bay mm. is playing that character. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she's the in, sweetest
0: old lady. She's in all <laughs> playing a creepy nun.
1: Yeah, isn't it? Uh, David Lynch. Too. David Lynch puts her in a bunch of stuff, right? She was in Twin Peaks and all that stuff. No. Um. So what does she? So what does she tell him? Because this is the next important piece in understanding what these creatures are.
2: I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't remember a fucking word she said. Oh, oh no. I don't no. either. I'm
1: sorry. Everybody's <laughs> shaking their heads here. Okay. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. If this was a final, we'd all be failing this class. Whole- yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily.
0: But again, that's should we fail us or should we fail the movie? That's the, movie. the
2: real
1: question. Okay. Well, I'm saying this is important. But now, in hindsight, I'm thinking uh, uh, a certain um, newspaper clipping later may be even more important. But um, basically, uh, I'm not entirely sure if this nun actually exists, um, but she basically tells him, because she has this knowledge about what the nomads are, you know, that they are like wandering spirits. And yep. that they, once they once you know they just kind of exist out there but once you become aware of them they become aware of you and then they kind of integrate themselves into your life and she says you can still survive this implying that this has a terminal ending for him it's like you can still survive this if you pack up all your shit and get out of town change your profession and just go away you know right
3: okay yeah um, I do remember this
1: and then yes. she disappears and then we see scenes that I couldn't de- determine what it was of nuns running through hallways and then there's a hang to yeah. none and they're all like grotesque and making faces and there's a flash frame of a corpse nun and you're like what the hell and then he and then wakes was up a
2: moment this is when i was like oh this is an a24 movie this was when it clicked for me i was like yeah <laughs> that means there's it's, there's no redeeming it for me at this point <laughs> yeah yeah
1: And then he wakes up in his car so violently that he smashes his head on the windshield to crack it. And this is how he gets an injury that we're going to see at the beginning of the movie. And um, I sat there going like, wait. When did he get in his car? Did he ever see the nun in the first place? Has he been there for a while? When was the last time he saw him in a car? Was he in a car? I mean, like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on or what happened. (laughs) Right. And then he he starts seeing the nomad or the punks, like, in the back of his car. And he gets out of the car and then Adamant's standing across the street. And so he gets a tire iron out. And I'm like, okay, so how does this scene play out? Do you just go like, hey, you're an immortal spirit or something, right? I should probably, like, as an anthropologist, figure out how you work. Yeah, to no, no, I'm gonna murder this son of a bitch. Yeah.
2: yeah, what is his end game with this? What does he like ultimately I think, want? I think this is
0: a test. To tell you the truth, I think he murders him to test and see how it will end up. I think he's gone that nuts at this point, where he's just like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat him to death, and see what happens."
1: Yeah, because they just stare at each other, and then when Pierce Brosnan's like, fine, I'm going to walk slowly up to my house, knowing that he's going to come up behind me, and sure enough, Adamant, like, just kind of, yeah, he's walking up behind him. You don't get the impression that he's going to hurt him or anything. He's just like, I don't know, a fucking whacked out dude. He's
3: just following him, yeah.
1: But Pierce Brosnan turns around and brains him a bunch of times with that tire iron and leaves him for dead across the street, at which point then he goes up to his room and strips naked, stands out the, looking out the window at the dead body across the street. Then he crawls into bed with his wife, and he starts to make love to her. Then he stops. <laughs> and, then and then he wakes up the happening? next morning. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like,
2: what? Huh? Because what? it can, I guess.
1: He wakes up the next morning, and he goes to the window. Then, bam, it turns out, uh, this is now we're switching over to Leslie Ann Down's perspective. Uh, yes. so Who's apparently been retracing his steps while seeing
0: his visions in her head and then ends up at his house
1: yeah, with his in wife. his wife's
0: arms in bed.
1: Yeah. Well, she the wife is like, no, we, you slept on the couch. It's good that they established right. that because both women, like as Leslie Ann Down is wrapped in a bed sheet and nothing else, and the wife is in a, uh, a robe. robe, and I'm yeah. like, so let me get this straight. You, this woman shows up at your house and she's all confused, but she seems to know an awful lot about your husband. So you let her go sleep on the couch and then you are completely unguarded. And you're like, I'm just going to go up to my bedroom and everything's fine. And in the morning you wake up and this crazy woman is in your bedroom, naked, wearing a, t- wearing your bed sheet. I'm like,
2: right. It, it takes the logic from ghosts too far. It pushes yeah. that logic too far. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> and like it would be one thing if we had been on board with everything else happening in the movie up until this point maybe we could accept one absurdity like this right if, we had if this been was through a, so many if this was a weird left turn
0: it may have made we yeah you're right we may have accepted it more but right when we're just doing left turns all the time
2: right, right.
3: yeah
1: well, i don't get what this is uh like all of his entire journey um I mean, because basically we're coming to an end of his, right? Although, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put this to you guys, right? Uh, At the beginning of the movie, he's, you know, squealing in a, a, you know, the cops found him on the beach or something. And they handcuffed him and brought him to the emergency room. And so at this point in the narrative uh, where he returns home, right, with his wife, what happened? What's the connective tissue that gets him from the bedroom to the emergency room? I'm getting blank, blank stares right now, but everybody's I don't trying to remember. Think-
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he probably had that gash on his head, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to you got to give the guy medical treatment, right? Even if someone's well, in custody, keep- they still get medical treatment, right?
0: You're saying how did he get to the hospital where he's freaking
1: out and everything? Yeah, but he has to get to that point where he's freaking out so much that police would arrest him and say, this is a raving, crazy lunatic, and we have to take him somewhere. Probably, you said, for treatment. There are two other things that happen in the movie that now maybe we have all collectively forgotten. But one, there is a scene disassociated in time where we see... Pierce Brosnan and his wife at the top of a uh, Los Angeles skyscraper looking out over the fog and shrouded horizon. And all of a sudden in between them is one of the nomads, uh, one of the biker dudes. And Pierce Mm -hmm. Brosnan, it's like nobody else can see this nomad except for Pierce Brosnan, I think. I think that's what we're trying to say is that only certain people I even see the nomads. Right. So Uh, he grabs him by the belt buckle and heaves him over the side of the building. Right. And to then, one end Colin I, I don't know because the scene then, cuts them no, to Leslie they, and down again and we were like
0: she wakes up because it's a vision yeah I hate this I absolutely hate this because this movie does it a couple times visions I, I don't yeah. it's cheap it's, I, it's it, it, it just made me angry because in a movie where I do, already don't really understand what's going on and then you're showing me a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter because that vision doesn't matter it's not real whether it happened or not it does not matter And it's a a pretty, like, it's a sizable little chunk of the movie. Like, why? I I need more motivation for this and what they're trying to do, which this movie is not giving me.
1: Because if it has something to do with, like, you know, he's been just observing and then slowly interacting with them, right, by taking the pictures and they're aware of him and all that stuff, I would think the you know, him clubbing Adam Ant to death would serve the same purpose. You're saying that at this point, you know, maybe it's blood well, for blood or something, you know, but now he's killed two of them. You know, maybe, I don't well, know. And,
3: I mean, well, I, I have a theory, but I don't, but it include it involves like the end of the movie. So I don't know if we want to go there yet
1: um okay well i mean the only other the only other thing that gets us there uh one other little thing is there's a flashback and we'll 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 come back to the leslie and down storyline but there's <laughs> a flashback while uh her and the wife are being attacked and where we see the nomads beating pierce brosnan to death with a bat but again, yeah. this is all like brief flashes of him being yeah. clubbed with a bat And we're like, when did and, this happen? When right. did he leave? I, the
3: timeline of this makes no fucking sense at all. I don't know when that happened at the top of the building. I don't know when he was in his driveway. I don't know when he was taken to the emergency room. I don't know any of it. It yeah. makes no sense.
1: Oh, and there's there's one other little clue. Uh at some point, uh Leslie Ann Down finds a newspaper clipping in his uh dresser drawer, which uh it's like a guy died by suicide, is the headline. When she opens it, there's a picture of Adam and. And so then this is the mm-hmm. thing that somehow these evil spirits are using the bodies or the likenesses of people who have died. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Bad, especially, specifically bad
2: people that have died? Well, here's the end shows that, too.
1: Yeah. So here's, here's Holly's theory. All here's right, here's here my we go.
2: theory. Here's my theory. I think these demon
3: entities they they push someone into like murdering whether it's murdering an actual person or what or what they think is an actual person if they can get them to that point then when that person dies they become one of them because that's what she said like when the nun says like you just have to leave you just have to not interact you just have to leave then you don't become one of them. But if you interact, because it all involves death, right? Like Adamant's character killed himself. So he committed a murder, so to speak, his own murder. And then there's the, um, like the parents that murdered the children in the house. And I, I'm pretty sure the, um, the main like demon woman, I, I, I kind of think she might be like one of those parents that, that was in the clip. They don't say that, but that's just my theory. Um, So that's the thing. If they can get you to get to that point, then when you die, you become one of them. That's my theory. And it's confirmed at the end of this movie when Pierce Brosnan reappears.
1: Yep. In a very scary scene where he's a biker at the very tail end of the movie, witnessed by the wife and Leslie and Down as they drive out of California. Also, that last mm-hmm. scene implies that he can't cross the city limits for some reason.
2: State yeah. <laughs> limits.
1: Or the state li- Oh, yeah, that's right. State you're leaving limits. California. Yeah, they taken
2: over the whole state now.
1: You and have to out of yeah. California. State? I like yeah. your theory, uh, Holly, because I guess that does give them some motivation. So then we're saying, okay, yeah. that the nomads are just out there kind of trying, like just... Uh, fucking around until they can add someone to their number and grow because at the right. end of the movie when they're laying siege to the house we do see like a whole shitload of you know i mean basically to be a nomad you wear uh black leather and biker you know uh, stuff or yeah. <laughs> you know long black leather trench coats and all that stuff um but a lot of them show up um and lay siege to the house where the two women are at in the present day right mm-hmm. Um, but what happens there? What's the, what, so what are they after in that situation? What do these creatures want?
3: I, I think at that point they want to see if, because like Pierce Brosman is having his own visions during his journey. You know, he's, he's experiencing his own visions. So now that the same thing is happening to the doctor, what's her name? I don't remember her name. Um, the same thing that's happening to the, to the doctor, um, they're waiting to see if they can have her cross over. But when she sees her reaction, her reaction is just pure fear and not anger. So she realizes that they, they haven't gotten her. So
2: they back off.
1: Anybody going to dispute that? Anybody got a different interpretation? I was going to say,
2: I thought something <laughs> similar, but I thought maybe they thought she was piecing it together too quickly. So they either had to kill her or like run her out of town. If she's like figuring their, their whole shit out.
1: Yeah, because I mean, they break into the house. There's, this is a scene where the two women are eventually have to get up to the uh, you know the attic as all the guys and the girls are coming in through the windows and all that, and coming up through the floor and all that. And finally, the Mary Waranov one actually does bust up through the door, you know, the 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 trap door to the attic, and kind of just stares at them. And Leslie Ann Down apparently has a moment of catatonia, at which mm-hmm. point Mary Waranov smiles and retreats, and they all you know just disperse and this i'm made like maybe so
2: mad <laughs> oh my god just happened and <laughs> maybe maybe, like, maybe was this, that was their warning it was all this tension ratcheting up to like and then she finally gets up in the attic and it's like nothing yeah you're <laughs> fucked you're cornered now. you have them cornered and then yeah. she just walks away yeah for what reason why well, the only why other thing the i can think it? of is that
1: maybe I'm guessing they don't
0: want them well at this, this their, point like, like get out of town
1: but they've also reached the end of Pierce Brosnan's memories, right? That's why she's, as they're trying to escape, it's intercut with the scenes of him being attacked. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. so, you know, he has left her. Is that what we're supposed to get out of her going kind of catatonic? It's like, okay, now she's going to be herself 100% again, and not with this other guy's, like, uh, you know, consciousness or soul or memories, like, in her head.
0: Maybe that. Uh, That sounds about, uh, that could be it. She gets to the end of his memories, and she's done.
1: And they go with like, that. They're like, okay, bye.
0: Bye. We got everything we wanted out of you. We got our dude. Yeah. It, I mean, it fits in with everything else in this movie. Why not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And yeah, then sure enough, then that's followed up by like, oh, my God, Pierce Brosnan has now become one of the the nomads, which apparently Leslie and down uh, kind of had the idea of because she's telling the wife, like, whatever you do, whatever you see, you just kind of keep driving. And of course, yeah. the wife sees, you know, she looks over at the biker and it's like, oh, no, it's my husband, you know, the terror.
2: This was funny to me because they they hold on a close up of him for so long that like you can actually take in all the like costume stuff they gave him to be the biker version like he's got a bunch of gaudy like r- like rings that look like skulls yeah. and shit and like just looking at those details on Pierce Brosnan and how long they hang on him is just really funny to me.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's something else. I don't know. Yeah, this is uh it's a very bizarre head scratcher kind of a movie but I assume that's what the intention was is uh I think I told you guys in the chat, I'm like, this is a movie, right. That's made for people who don't like, it's a horror movie made for people who don't like horror movies. You know, it's like, I don't like all that, you know, Friday, the 13th gore and all that stuff, but I do like to be, you know, challenged and kind of have, uh, you know, like a, and well, I guess now we're calling it like an elevated horror experience, which is just creepy. And, you know, it gives me a chance to chew on all of this stuff. Like, uh, you know figuring out what the motives for what's happening is right. for the people I, who spend a lot of time in Los Angeles art galleries, uh, pondering the art. And
2: I also think it's one of those that, like movies that because it doesn't make sense, people think it must be really smart you know i think it's one of those like i couldn't follow the plot so it must be genius you know like it must be got, like above my understanding
0: plus it's got french people in it so they're just like that's that's true. French. And,
3: I, and colin i resent that i like hanging out in art museums i
1: know i know i was making a check everything it's, uh, it's my delivery uh so okay well maybe that's a uh, Maybe that's a, but well, now we got to tell you whether or not we're going to recommend the movie. Um, wait, is there any other stray observations about scenes that we missed or characters that we didn't cover? Like the friend who swears I'm like sure a trailer. I
2: mean, there was that the scene that looked cool. like a cool music video, you know, where Pierce Brosnan's being chased through like alleys and shit. And Yeah. I've seen
0: looks, enough uh, MTV music videos. you are like,
2: okay. Yeah. Where it's all like far for the course. It's really extremely backlit, you know, with those big like, yeah. floodlights everywhere he and runs. And fog, and, so and you're running through an
0: abandoned building and shit.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we were at the height of, uh, the MTV stylings, you know, but that's why I got to go back and read some contemporary reviews to see if they were associating it, you know, with like, uh, this is a music video or, you know, whatever. But that's why I wonder if like McTiernan, if he got his, uh, start in design or sculpture or music videos or something like that. Was he an art student that ended up as a, as a filmmaker? I don't know. Now I'm, I'm curious to find out a little bit more about the man. I probably should look that up before this episode. I apologize. Uh, so, uh, all right. So uh, hang with us. First of all, we're going to uh, answer some of your mail in order to do that. We're going to have to summon our mailman. His name is Igor. Bring us the mail masters masters the mail i've got the mail so many letters our followers are rising rising why thank you igor no man. shit i'm did, sorry
2: you, igor's did you, got you, like all the skull rings and like bandanas on just like did you know that did you know day. that igor was french
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I did yes. parts, parts of them were french
2: well yeah parts of him. I bet his French accent is better than Pierce Brosnan. It is well. spot on. You guys should hear
1: it. And a traveling nomad <laughs> himself. Uh, so we want to remind you how you can write in to, uh, for this interactive portion of our show. All you got to do is follow along on Facebook.
2: Facebook.com slash Saturday Freak Show.
1: Or Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. You can email us.
2: Saturday Freak show at Yahoo.com.
1: Or you can follow along on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. MF Matt. The keeper of the Saturday Night Freak Show Wall of Fame wants to let us know that we've inducted three people into the or onto the wall uh, with the nomads. Uh, first of oh, all, wow. he says he dropped the ball with uh, Mary Warrenov. He says that she should have been on the wall a while ago. She was in Death Race Two Thousand, which we did. She was in Nomads as the dancing uh, nomad. She was in Chopping Mall, and she was in Warlock. So Mary Warrenov.
3: <laughs> so she's <congrats>. she's got <laughs> she got quite the filmography, doesn't she? Yep. Did she
1: get the wall or is she the hallway? Uh, that's she's on the yeah, Mary. <laughs> Warrenovs a fixture her and, uh, and Paul Paul Bartel we just haven't done a lot of his uh his appearances um Francis Bay was uh, I believe she was the nun right in nomad she was also in arachnophobia and she was in in the mouth of madness she was Miss Pickman in that uh JJ Saunders was court in nomads he was also in mac and me as the judge and he was in tammy and the t-rex as sheriff black
2: those are all movies i brought
1: (laughs) wow wow there you go so thank you mf (laughs) mad uh he
3: should be he should be proud of himself
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah jj secretly
3: a fan (laughs) i think but wasn't he in clue also
1: did we do clue i think we did isn't yeah, he? Yeah, like you guys, the I think
3: you guys did do clue. policeman who comes
1: by, I could clue. be wrong. Okay. Uh, no, that's not him. Sorry. Uh, so Grant Parrish about tonight's movie Nomads. Uh, Grant Parrish writes in and says, based on the voluminous hair and sultry blue eyes of Pierce Brosnan, it looks like you're all in for a good time. Mm. you
2: don't know that's what i thought and that's you know part <laughs> of why i picked it <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right uh michael whitaker <laughs> says i have never seen it but no movie with pierce Brosnan or adam ant can be terrible right right well
2: that logic is sound <laughs> uh, <laughs> these are these, these are like all the thoughts i had watching the trailer and seeing that sweet-ass poster <laughs> yeah
1: uh and should watch Dante's Peak. there you go yeah, yeah.
2: oh yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: Or lawnmower. That's the one where Grandma
2: walks in the lava water, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> The volcano motor,
1: my wife. Uh, Dizworld says, the only thing that I really remember about this movie is Pierce Brosnan versus Adam Ant. So there you go. That's what you take away from. Sure. Nomads. Uh, about last week's movie, that was Dracula 2000. Grant Parrish wrote it again, said Johnny Lee Miller was Mr. Angelina Jolie, the first of his name. <laughs> we forgot to mention ever, that on that show.
0: Has he ever had a good haircut?
1: I don't feel like Um
0: I I listened back to that Dragon with Two Thousand episode. uh I don't remember any of that movie apparently because it sounds fucking wild. <laughs> it was. I,
3: I don't that remember that fine. part. Of <laughs>
1: I know, I I should change my review on that one. I'm still, yeah, Uh, okay. Uh, Well, Travis Legler said that, uh, because we were saying nobody talks about Spin City, he's like, that was a great show. Christopher Lloyd was a guest. Michael J. Fox did a TV ad for it with a DeLorean. You know, one of the sexiest cars ever. Spin City is like the red-green show. It's classic. I smiled just hearing you guys say the title. We brought that up because uh, Jennifer Esposito was in.
2: That's right. Dracula Uh, 2000,
1: Spin City. Yeah. Uh, About our episode on Howard the Duck, Kryptonian orphan wrote in and said about the uh, unusual coupling between Leah Thompson and Howard the Duck, that Leah Thompson paved the way for interspecies love way before Beauty and the Beast and The Shape of Water. Please know, I'm a huge MCU and overall comics fan, but a Howard the Duck film we don't need. I mean,
3: true. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, Michael Whitaker says, uh, before you move on from Howard the Duck completely, I should say that the last bit of weird trivia I know is Chip Zine, the voice of Howard, did an episode of CSI, which also starred Paul Guilfoyle, who played the cop who headed out for Howard in the movie. Honestly, I knew this because my wife loves CSI, and I just randomly stumbled on the episode. Uh-huh. There you go. Funny. And Ryan <laughs> Handsome Jansen writes in to say that Willard... Huck directed the duck. Ah, uh. <laughs> how do you say it? William Huck, 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 Huck directed yuck. the duck. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> about the previous week's episode swamp thing, uh, Travis Legler write in and said, I'm not a huge fan of the God's not dead films, but Ray wise was in God's not dead too, where he plays a lawyer who I swear is possessed by the devil with all the evil grins he gives.
2: Mm-hmm. Told you he's scary in everything he's in. Doesn't matter what the role it is. It's true. Ray wise is terrifying. Yeah.
1: He saved the world in Jeepers Creepers too.
0: I mean, he did.
2: I mean, if you're gonna use Jeepers Creepers <laughs> in any argument, you're already losing. So <laughs> There
0: he is. And we don't know if he saved it, Colin. He was still waiting for that thing to come back. He was back. really that's good true, in this true. movie
2: directed by a convicted pedophile, is what I'm hearing you say, Colin. Yeah.
1: yeah. True. Sure. Uh, Robin Linderman Silverberg says, uh, pre James Bond, he remembers uh, Louis Jordan from Gigi. Gigi, anybody? Gigi, Gigi, no, didn't Gigi. that win
0: like best picture winner? Gigi,
1: I think so. Gigi, yeah. Gigi, Gigi. Gigi. He, yeah. Right. Yeah, Gigi, yeah, he's French, and it's probably France, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gigi has slipped completely Gigi. out of my uh, And uh, about the ending of the movie, Bishaw Foolery says, Ha ha ha, even Adrian Barbeau's boobage fa- failed to outshine this sword swinging pig bear that could have fit in on the Princess Bride, the one that showed up at the end of Swamp. pig bear all right so that brings us to the most exciting part of the show and that's where we go around the table and tell you whether or not you should watch nomads starting with howie oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so excited to go first <laughs> <laughs> I thought you need you needed to get this out so go ahead we 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 oh <laughs> oh um <laughs> oh.
3: I just don't know about this movie. I
0: <laughs> we could we could probably just do a whole group review on this. You sound so
3: defeated. <laughs> I a am a defeating undefeated.
0: movie.
3: Because yeah, it is a defeating movie because I'm just like, I don't know what I watched. I don't know what was going on. I don't know the timeline. I don't know any motivation. I just don't know. You know, I I I've got a vague theory on part of this movie. And that's like all I can hold on to. The rest of it is just, I don't know. We saw Pierce Brosnan naked. I mean, there's that. I don't know what you do with that. It was weird. It was a weird scene. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. This is just a weird ass movie. It's not my cup of tea by any means. Like we've compared it to other movies that I equally don't like. So I'm just like, you you, you know you get the idea I compared it to possession and I fucking hated that movie so yeah I was bored I was lost it's not comprehensive it makes it's terrible it's a terrible movie I I, I you know Michaela said in our group chat that she got Malone I think she did she got Malone
0: <laughs> I think you did <laughs> what does that mean uh,
3: the Malone is uh, something I did last year I brought the movie Malone because it was the best fucking trailer ever, and then the movie sucked balls, so... It's
0: a bill of false goods.
3: Yeah, so yeah, Michaela, I think you got maloneed. I, I I'm shocked that this movie led to a, just a stream of wonderful movies. It blows my mind. Um, yeah, I, I can't... I don't know why anyone would like this. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would love to sit down and have a chat with you about why you like this movie so much. <laughs> truthfully if i could sit down with arnie and have a talk i think all of my questions would be about this movie like (laughs) i i don't understand so yeah no i think it's safe to say you can pass on on nomads you're not gonna be missing anything sean what did you think
0: (laughs) just keep on wandering you're not you're not missing anything here yeah (laughs) um uh nomads um jesus this movie um it has... I mean, it's got an atmosphere. It, it, it has It has a feeling to it. Um, it is... Is the feeling confusion? Is that it? I mean, I, th- <laughs> I don't... I'm too, I need to read an explanation for the... I, I want to know what John McTiernan was thinking with this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I really do. I, I might do a little research and track that down. But this movie is... Whatever they were going for... I don't know. I don't think they pulled it off. Not to me, anyway, because this, there's no, you, you don't know what's going on. Um, it doesn't help that they're French and hearing what they're saying is also a problem in this movie. Like, I, I wasn't able to pick up all the words they were saying in their accents. Plus, they're doing a lot of stuff in French. It's a very, I think, it can be a very confusing movie. I don't know what's happening, what's real what's not. And I know that movies do that because they want to, you know, they want to mess with you until we get to an end, but doing those things does not help this movie. I think it just confuses the audience. Um, I don't think there's anything, I mean, you can pick up tidbits from this movie, but I don't think there's a a real, a real answer for this movie. And that doesn't have to be with movies, but for this one, we needed something and I didn't get it. I didn't get much from this movie. Um, I, I, no way would I recommend this movie. This is, um, for a movie that made Fangoria's, a uh, Fangoria list of hundred horror movies, hundred great horror movies you haven't re- seen. Did it yeah, really?
2: Movie,
0: yes, it did. Um, I don't know how, like maybe factory we released were, a
2: like special Blu-ray of this too. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was expectations going in, but I'm mean, looking at this movie like, ah, no way. I mean, I was, I was bored. I was confused. Um you know, it's no. <laughs> I just bluff. It's bluff. <laughs> ble- <Ugh>. ble- <laughs> ble- oh. no. Oh. Like no no no. So I pass on nomads. I it's uh no. No, I'm very angry <laughs> that I had to watch this movie. No. Uh so that's a no. Uh Colin. I mean you followed this perfectly from beginning to end. So, what did you think of Nomads? Uh,
1: well, I mean, it to me, it struck me as like this might be like uh, you know something. It's like a story that maybe you could do as like an episode of the Twilight Zone or something like sure. that. I can see it done in in that way where it would be you know kind of more my speed. But instead, it was like okay, we're gonna we're gonna dress this up, and uh, you know, I mean. You know, when I say art film, I think Michaela nailed it. It's it's an A twenty four movie out of time, um, but it's this. Um I get the, you know, you're saying that, you know, Sean was saying, you know, you find out what was going on in, in John McTiernan's head. But I think a lot of these, you know, the whole idea of an art movie is that, you know, the filmmaker doesn't ever want to tell you because they want to give you an impression. Right. I, the thing I wanted to say to you, I did. I communicated it in my art and my art is the entirety of the thing. And anything that I would tell you is just going to color your perception of it. What How it matters is how you feel about it. Well, I'll tell you how I feel about it. Uh, I sat there going like um, I didn't feel because I think what you're I think what you are supposed to feel is the uh, tension uh, paranoia uh, sense of helpless helplessness or just impending doom right this is what it wants to do but i'm saying it's not successful in it i mean there was enough of that there that i was like okay this is that's the impression they're trying to give to you through the pierce Brosnan character right that this is all headed in one direction there's no way that i can pull up you know i see the brick wall coming and there's nothing i can do and i'm being chased you know by phantoms um but Actually, it begs the question, like, what was the point of having the Leslie and Down character in the movie at all? Like, why did we have to extract his consciousness into, I mean, I suppose that it somehow creates a mystery at the very beginning of the movie, which was kind of intriguing, but then it's like the movie basically settles into, here's the story about this anthropologist who, you know, starts discovering that street people are nomads i'm like why don't, why isn't that just the story by itself yeah. and because especially the leslie and down uh storyline doesn't really have uh a satisfactory ending it's just they come up and they're like boo and she's like and they're like okay we're, go- we're gonna leave you alone you know there's no way to actually connect the two storylines so it's like wh- i don't know as so as from a narrative standpoint it's a it's a complicated it's overcomplicating something which should be, like I said, a Twilight Zone idea, <laughs> something that should have been simpler and more direct. Um, but obviously, this is the way that he wanted to tell it. And uh, I don't know. It's hard to follow. I think like, you know, we've kind of pieced together what could be a, uh, a, a, a motivation or a reason or why things are happening but i think as you're watching the movie even if you're going with that it's like it's impossible to really tell when things are real and when they aren't and why that matters at all um so i don't know i i uh, well i mean i do know that this is a definite pass uh, i think it's an un- it's unsuccessful in communicating its idea um so that that's a fail <laughs> so uh, no you you can you can keep on like Sean said, wandering the globe like a nomad and never actually see the movie Nomads unless somebody wants mm-hmm. to remake I'd rather the idea. than watch this again. Yeah. Uh Michaela, what'd you think?
2: You know, I I feel very misled by the post. How'd you hear about this? Uh, I heard it mentioned on another podcast and they were kind of talking about how like it's like that like a yuppie couple moves to the suburbs and they find out like there's a dark side of the suburbs was kind of like how they posited it and i was like that makes sense but that's not also not this movie at all that's not what we got Um, that would be a much easier plot for this like thread for this movie to follow and we would all be on board with it like and like you know i feel like the movie misleads us in so many ways at so many different points because like if we didn't really touch on it, but the van that these nomads are driving around is, like, all black, kind of tactical looking, and, like, the windows are blacked out. Like, the fucking van in, uh, Near Dark. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's like, that's shorthand for vampire, right? Like, or something. You gotta hide something, right? That's why the windows are all blacked out in this van. It doesn't mean anything. It's fu- It doesn't mean anything. Just like a lot of mm-hmm. things in this movie, it doesn't mean anything. It, I Scrap Yeah. It Right. I just, I totally got maloned and I guess it's got to happen to all of us eventually. But (laughs) it
3: happens to the best of us. (laughs) It sucks.
2: Like on paper, this sounds like a cool movie. The poster looks fucking dope, but there's definitely monsters on that poster. That aren't in the
1: movie. Yeah.
2: No, not at all. (laughs) Um, And you know, it's just unfortunate because this could have been cool. It sounds like it should be cool, but it's not. And I just like I, I do feel a little defensive of it because if you're someone out there that likes possession or you like age 24 movies, you cannot talk shit about this movie. Don't even fucking start with that because <laughs> you like it and you like it in a modern context. You just don't like it in an 80s context, I guess. I mean, I guess possessions from the 80s, but like there's a lot of people out there that will die on the hill of defending possession that I feel like would also talk shit about this movie. And to me, you cannot do that. Like. This is just as nonsensical as was that movie I like, was. Colin, you're That's me.
3: calling Colin yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, Colin, I think you're, I,
2: I disagree with that big time because that movie made just as much sense as this movie. And yet people love that movie for some reason. Don't get it. But yeah, once it clicked to me, I was like, oh, this is just going to be an A24 movie. There's not going to be a big ratchet up to anything. There's not going to be a big reveal. This is the movie, like just a bunch of, nonsensical things that are meant to be like passably scary i guess but they weren't um i guess the best thing about this movie is like pierce brosnan's beard it's a good beard and that's about it like the 80s music the music is pretty fun at times and but he should rock the beard more you know give it another chance good look but yeah Hard pass on this movie. It was boring. It was confusing. It was just all around frustrating time. Thank God it was only 93 minutes. 93 oh, man. in quality. Still, it's only 93 I was still minutes.
0: checking the time. I'm like, woof, 43 minutes in. Man, we got a while Yeah,
2: uh, It yeah. still felt quicker to me than Howard the Duck, though. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's true. So, you know, at least it gets points for, for knowing when to call it, you know?
3: True. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> Uh, but yeah hard pass on this movie I'm super disappointed I don't want you guys to feel that disappointment so <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> alright so that's, a, that's a, a total freak show pass for nomads uh, next week we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by Colin we'll watch it next week next week we're going to watch a Have, when's the last time we did a David Cronenberg movie uh, it's, been a, it's been a while Let's bring David Cronenberg back to the Freak Show. We'll do a movie called Shivers, also known as Ooh, They Came okay. From ah, Within. Okay, I've <laughs> seen this.
0: I've never seen this either. Mm-hmm.
3: Always Me neither.
1: It. All right, well, there you go. Shivers next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.